0: To another episode of Mysterious AF. It's been a while. I'm Charles, and I am joined, like always, by Celesta. And boy, do we have a surprise for you!
1: <laughs> we have a guest! Yay. My handsome, uh-oh. intelligent, well, uh-oh. drunk husband. I'm
0: right? not drunk. <laughs> but Ryan. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him there.
1: <laughs> not yet.
0: No,
2: I mean, somebody has to drive home, so. That's true. Can't There's always me. Uber. Yeah. yeah, but then you got to Uber back, and, well, and You have a spare room. Yeah, it's true. We have and a spare room.
1: their couch is very comfortable. And cats. And cats. And you
2: have to work in the morning, so.
1: Oh, shit. Well, I'd be right around the corner. That's true. Valid point. <laughs> I should just spend the night. <laughs>
0: Win-win. Valid point. <laughs> so, yes, we have a guest. It's He is our first guest since. Lindsay, when mm-hmm. we um, talked about the missing four one one, so
1: and we broke our first and only rule, which is a guest every five episodes.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah, this is episode nine, and so... uh, I, just, I feel special. Well, you we needed should. your I mean, brain. Well, uh, we I mean, do. Uh, we need your expertise for this because I was watching this and I was like, Ryan would know all about this, and yeah. I don't.
2: Yeah. Can I take a
0: chance to plug my own podcast? I would love that.
2: That'd be great. Thank you for all of <laughs> the listeners out there. Maybe you can increase the listenership of one Verbal Distillery podcast, which my wife, my beautiful, gorgeous, sexy wife, is also a member of. Uh, We talk about whiskey and other things. We're not sure exactly what that is, (laughs) because we're
0: kind of going through a transition. Who doesn't like whiskey? I mean, some people don't, but But learn to like like it. it. Learn to like it. You can learn to like anything, like my grandma says. (laughs) Smart. <laughs> <Very> smart. <laughs> so yeah, Verbal Distillery. Go check them out. They're awesome. They Ryan and Celeste do it with their friend Joe, and they have a weird story yep. or a weird occurrence. Um, they talk about and they review the whiskey. So then you know which whiskeys to buy or not buy. Or if you trust us, yeah, trust them. They're they're part of the Kansas City Whiskey Society. Yep. Yep. correct. And um, I've been to a couple of the whiskey parties. Great. Great times, yeah. <laughs> and, you,
2: and you and Nate were on. Yeah, Nate, too, Nate, and I have guests. been
0: on two times as Twice. guests, you're right. and uh, had a blast. And um, would love to guest again. Yeah, you absolutely. So tonight or today, whatever, you're, whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> we are discussing the documentary Deep Web, um, which was released in 2015. Uh, it was actually suggested for me on hulu after we watched american ghost hunter oh i don't really sense the connection between I these either. two <laughs> no. um
1: that was my first question for you it was like why did you choose this document? it was suggested
0: for me <laughs> i don't have a brain of my own so i <laughs> said like, okay. sure piece of cake easy as pie uh, so, Hulu's synopsis uh, of this is: Deep Web gives the inside story of one of the most important and riveting digital crime sagas of the century, the arrest oh. of Ross William Ulbricht, the convicted 30-year-old entrepreneur accused to be Dread Pirate Roberts. Bum bum bum. Exactly. Opening. Yeah. I was. So this was actually narrated by Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah i didn't sexy. realize that till the end but yes yeah i knew i recognized the voice but Ugh, i don't know he is sexy um He's,
1: but also yeah. kind of creepy
0: yeah i mean i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> doesn't really matter what's funny is i actually just did a story on him on verbal distillery it's kind of yeah, like did, synchronicity yeah.
0: like the movie he was in
1: no, he was stalked by a woman who claimed that he was the father of like four of her children or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or one of four of her children. And that yeah. Whoa. Like he could shape shift and like turn into her ex husband and that's why she slept with him. Yeah. She <laughs> wow. Place. It's a crazy I have, story. No, I have nothing to
0: say to that. I'm right? speechless. I, that's <laughs> terrifying. Okay, wow. He says
1: it was one of the worst experiences of his life. Like he had to go to court and everything and do a DNA, paternity test, everything. Uh, my
0: jaw is hanging open right now, Crazy. everybody. <laughs> just, what do you say to that? Okay.
1: Poor Keanu.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> please anyway. t- take it away. That stuff. <laughs> take it away.
1: So, the doc opens with basically a speech. Someone's talking about just giving a big F.U. to the system, to the government, to the fascists who run our planet, basically. And then we kind of just jump into a compilation of news clips talking about the trial. Of who we find out later is Ross, the accused creator of Silk Road. And then we kind of learn about what Silk Road is, if you don't already know.
0: I did not know what it was. Did you? Did you guys? I had Even? heard of it. Yeah, I, I know what it is.
1: Just from other... I don't I think know how podcast, I know I have about, heard it. about it, but...
0: and it. What's crazy is this was pretty recent. This whole thing was going on in 2015. Yeah, I the don't remember of any of this. And I was like, what was I doing in 2015? Not... Hearing about any of this stuff,
1: listening to the news,
0: no, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) And I
1: thought it was weird too, because as we'll find out, there's a lot of libertarian views, and I feel like 2013, 15 is when we were, Ryan and I were heavily into the libertarian. 2012. Okay, so it's close. I mean, or
2: 2010, actually.
1: Okay, it's farther away, but. I figured like, this would be right up our alley, so I'm a little surprised I didn't hear about all these news stories.
2: But... Well, I mean, I, I knew about it, but I guess I just never really... Actually, I probably did talk to you about it, but you may not have been
1: listening. Uh, yeah. As <laughs> I've learned recently, I'm not a good listener.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I have just blacked that out, like everything else you say. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so Silk Road, for those of you who don't know, it was mostly used to sell drugs, and they had $1.2 billion in sales. Like Insane. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy! I did not realize that you could. Like, how would you? How would you trust that site? Like, I hope this drug isn't going to kill me. I mean, I guess if you're going online to buy drugs, you're maybe at a point where you're like,
1: "Well, who and cares we'll, what happens?" Yeah, we'll kind of talk about that later too.
0: Yeah, they mentioned it,
1: but like, they
2: did. <laughs> yeah, they <A> did. <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's kind of the the advantage of a of a basically a, a free market is that there's basic, there's essentially no incentive for anybody to screw somebody else over because it's going to harm them in the long run. Yeah. And they That's mentioned right, that the they reviews. went through all the whole yeah. reviews and basically building up their credibility. And with something that is underground, especially like that and is taboo, you, you, you really don't know. I mean, sure. You don't know what might happen to you, but you also, if, if you're a buyer, but you also don't know what might happen to you if you're a seller. So, it's kind of a checks and balances system in that market system where if you screw somebody over, you're probably going to be screwed over even more. Yeah. So there's not really an advantage to do that. Plus, if you have the source of something like, I don't know, Molly LSD or shrooms, I don't really have my drug lingo. But you know, all the drugs, uh, you, you, don't, you wouldn't want to screw somebody over. You'd want to keep selling to people. Right. So right. you actually yeah. want to do well.
1: you want a customer. And there's
2: probably also pretty good competition because there's no... Bounds on what you're doing So You gotta sell the best molly
0: I guess it's good I'm not a drug dealer Cause I was like I'd be cutting my cocaine With some like confectionery sugar powdered sugar Or something They wouldn't know oh, They would They'd they. find out though And then you would be. Well I would have made my money And then moved on By that time
1: And yeah. then what would you have done?
0: Be a stripper Oh of You've course. always <laughs> got that To fall back on <laughs> <laughs> <That sucks. laughs>
3: Yep
1: They then go in, like, Keanu tells us about where to find the Silk Road, basically. Talks about the deep web, which I think most people have heard about. And then, you know, like, the deep web is kind of the looking under the hood of the surface web, is what they say. And then part of that, even deeper, is the dark net. And people use this every day. We just don't hear about it, but it's, you know, all the encrypted stuff, all your password-protected stuff, all your information that you don't want getting out. That's where it's hidden, where you can't just find it on a regular internet search.
2: I mean, it's essentially the guts of anything that's like a private network or corporations, government, websites. It's all, it's the behind-the-scenes that you never think about.
1: Right. So, and then what we find find out about is the... So the Darknet and how to access that, and that's with this software called Tor, which apparently is short for the Onion Router, which I found out today. Oh, I,
0: oh, I, didn't, know, know I didn't know that. I've heard of Tor before. But... And it's open to the public. Yeah. So, I mean, like, journalists use it to mm-hmm. access um, information. It's I didn't know that that could be so easily accessed.
1: No, I mean, so. they have apparently YouTube videos that show you how to <laughs> get into the Darknet using Tor.
0: If you watch one of those videos, you should let us know and tell us how easy it was to access <laughs> the dark net. Because I have not. I'm scared. Like, I...
1: I'm scared, too. I don't want to be arrested.
0: Right. I don't want to be arrested. <laughs> and, like, I also don't want to be, like, tortured. I feel like... I don't know. I guess it's because Tortured? The, it's those scary movies where people get on the dark net and there's, like, this group of killers that, like, targets people. And I'm not normally afraid of people killing me or, like, killers, but... Internet killers just kind of creep me out.
1: Yeah, the randomness of it all. Because, mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a kid, we used to get on AOL at my friend's house. My parents would not let me. Um, and we would chat with people and give them yeah. our friend's house phone number. Yeah. And these people would call us. And we were 12 talking to complete strangers about... Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cared. <laughs> I'm still alive, clearly. I'm not missing any fingers or toes and did not... I, As far as I know, my friend didn't get murdered, but... I mean
1: we've lost touch. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: we've lost touch. It's possible. He might be in a well in a basin somewhere. But Sorry. Sorry Ryan. His name is Ryan too. Oh jeez. I have a lot of people I know named Ryan. That's crazy. Uh, scares me.
1: <laughs> in the summer of 2011, an ad pops up on the dark net for something called the Silk Road, which is an exchange place for goods, mostly drugs. And I love that they specifically mentioned Free and fast shipping. (laughs) Well, that's important. Sold. Give me all the drugs. I will do anything if it has free shipping. You have to
2: pay for them, though. (laughs) They're not free. Mm -hmm.
1: And how are people buying this stuff? Through Bitcoin, which I have no understanding of Bitcoin. I don't know.
0: I try to explain it to you from what I understand. I have cryptographic code to create digital currency... Yep. Yeah. It's easy to use on the silk road. That's all I had yeah. for that. I was like, I like where all does this. it
1: come from? How does it work?
2: My understanding is it's basically that it's a series of like algorithms and mathematical equations that have to be solved. And if you solve them, I mean it's not re- I mean it's how I understand it was early on they were easier to mine, it's called, and to solve. And then now as there's as more are getting out into the market because there's a finite number, the in, of Bitcoin, yes the the math needed is much more intense and difficult, and so there's you need literally sets of computers Wait. to be able to compute the outcomes of these mathematical equations to mine this Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can also trade it once you have it, right? But it just I, sounds it's like math. too much
0: work. It's total Way math, too much, it's too art, much to work, yeah. And
1: also set against me because I'm not good at math
0: at all. That's why I use computers for it. Yeah. Yeah. They probably it's probably like the Matrix. They're like cracking. But I
1: also don't. I also did not get like how you said that it's like it's almost like a stock. Like it goes up in value and down in value. Like I don't understand how that works. Neither it's, does Ryan. It's
2: basically like any market, though. I mean, something will I go guess. up or down depending on supply and demand.
0: It's just bizarre. If recently. you guys have Bitcoin, Bitcoin, let it us know
1: in easy layman's terms. Yeah, I googled it, but it didn't help me at all.
0: That'd be cool. I don't know anybody that has or. Does use Bitcoin, but we no don't, when we
1: go in Vegas, <laughs> when we go to Vegas, there's like a little ATM Bitcoin machine on Fremont. Yeah, Street. there's a
2: couple downtown that oh. he's he takes Bitcoin. I wouldn't be surprised if he started early, and maybe that's why he's doing pretty well. And by he means who's he? Derek Stevens, who owns the D and the Golden Gate, and then whatever 18 Fremont. Personal be.
1: friend of ours. No, not no, really. he's just he's
0: an owner of a couple <laughs> Derek, downtown casinos. Where's the hookup? Yeah.
1: <laughs> We will promote you on this podcast all day long for free rooms. Just saying.
0: I want to come to Vegas, Derek. The D. Golden Gate. The D.
1: And then we just get this quick little snippet of Senator Schumer, or however you say his name, reading off drugs that they eventually find on the Silk Road.
2: This is where I want to punch him in the face. So
1: he's just kind of, so we've kind of just heard about what the Silk Road is and what you can find there. And then we meet Andy Greenberg. (laughs) (laughs) i'm like charles pare down your notes and then i'm like oh don't forget this i was
0: paring down my (laughs) notes (laughs) so yeah andy greenberg the senior he's a senior writer at wired magazine um and he says the story on the silk road helped his story on silk road helped to increase its popularity and brought more people to it and then he wanted the next big story on it maybe it wasn't his story
1: No, he read a story. He
0: read a story. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to be the next one. Yeah. It's very conspiracy theory-y, like that movie with Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts. (laughs) Yes, Classic film. Classic film.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, well, he's fascinated with the community that has built up around the Silk Road. Like, Like we already talked about, here's people selling illegal things, but yet they're acting as good people right like selling good product
2: that's crazy that's not what i've been told
1: people are paying for it receiving it basically like a perfect free market but they're selling drugs which people have mixed feelings about
2: i would love to know why you have mixed feelings please tell me
1: i don't have mixed feelings If you want to do drugs do drugs that's my personal opinion does not reflect on the opinions of this podcast
2: my opinion is you're not harming anybody if you're harming yourself, that's your own personal choice.
0: Well, I just don't want to have to, like, clean up your mess. So, if you're going to be no. a mess and do drugs, like, go do it away from me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, you know. I mean, that's like, fair. don't pass out somewhere I'm going to be walking. But also,
1: the... right, like, that's your choice. Well, I guess if someone passes out in the street, that's not your choice. But, like, you don't have to hang around with these people yeah. if no. they do drugs. Maybe
0: this is difficult for me because I gave the graduation speech at, for my D.A.R.E. program. I was in there too. Did you do the graduation?
2: No, I didn't speech? do the speech. I, I think I questioned it while I was in it. I think You're I really, really to, I really wanted to smoke a
0: joint. Really, because <laughs> when I knew you, when, I, was like when 12, I met you, I had a great time in there. <laughs> we had a really cool officer.
1: <laughs> Need to know more about this yeah. <laughs> at a later another time. <laughs>
0: time.
1: <laughs> then we get a, just a few more people, kind of going into what the Silk Road was or is. So we and we get both sides, right? Like the Silk Road is bad. The Silk Road is good. The Silk One Road could, is indifferent. Indifferent. Mm-hmm. One says like it was created to make an important political statement, like, hey, let's have an actual free market where the government isn't controlling every aspect of our lives. And and then it it almost was in the open. I mean, I know it was on the dark net, but they didn't make it so it was hidden. Like like we saw the senator looking at what he could buy, right? Yeah. So you could get to it. Pretty easily, mm-hmm. um, so that in itself is a statement to those in power. Like, oh, look what we're doing, and you can't stop it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like they, they just, were mocking yeah. them.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. they were. I mean, in a way, they are because part. I mean, part of the reason the those in power they it, it's a threat to their control. It's a threat to them and their power. And it's at the end of the day, they also probably have to think we're not getting any tax money from this. Yeah, basically. So, <laughs> we're not making money we're on We're not in control of any of this. We have Shut no hands in it. This bothers us.
0: So then we get to meet Vendor X, very creative name, <laughs> uh, part of the Silk Road, and his or her face is in shadow. And it's a digitally altered voice, but to me the profile is feminine. The lashes, oh, really? The lashes were just... Eyelashes were out of control. Hmm. I didn't look close enough. And know. maybe they are fake lashes. Maybe. We don't know. Uh, I just had a quote that the... This person, Vendra X, felt like the forums um, on the Silk Road were a better community than they've seen in real life. Yeah. Uh, They felt like more of a sense, I guess, of belonging and connecting with people than anything they've experienced in real life, which I guess is probably true for some people. It's also kind of sad to me. Yeah. I don't know what their life was like, but...
1: um... Well, I mean, it depends on... I mean, just think about Facebook, right? Like, trolls and blah, 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 blah. Maybe you didn't have that on the Silk Road. You had people there for a purpose and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were just straightforward and doing what they did and you didn't have to mess with all the drama of all the other shit in the world.
2: And I would argue that actually without rules, you actually have a natural law that takes over and that oftentimes is going to be more beneficial and allow for a more conducive environment of free exchange of goods and ideas and services than having the world around us that's so much about rules and law. Yeah. Anarchy.
1: Anarchy. After the first year of Silk Road, an admin steps up and is like, hey, Mm -hmm. I need to give myself a name. And he calls himself the Dread Pirate Roberts, which we already talked about, um, which is from The Princess Bride. And if you remember from The Princess Bride, because we've all seen it, and if you haven't, stop what you're doing right now.
0: I haven't. What? What? I've seen parts of it. I just have not.
1: Oh my god! Watch
0: the whole thing without falling asleep. Well, I
1: guess we'll,
0: I guess we'll come back to this podcast a <laughs> little bit after we watch this movie. I'm sorry. It's I know. I also I... haven't seen all of Dirty Dancing. Oh, I well, knew. That was the worst movie. Yeah. Okay, Thank well, I, I feel like that's another thing I get shit for, is not having No, fun. I did us.
1: too, and then I watched it as an adult, and I was just like, this is a stupid
0: movie. Like, I fall asleep a lot. <laughs> a lot. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so much wine. Narcolepsy. So much, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That must well, be it.
1: Well, okay. In this movie... Wesley comes back from being at sea, and he claims to be the Dread Pirate Roberts. But the Dread Pirate Roberts has been at sea forever, so the love of his life... Buttercup. Buttercup. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hasn't seen the movie, but knows Buttercup.
0: Yeah.
1: um, is like, how could you be the Dread Pirate Roberts? Well, it turns out, Dread Pirate Roberts is just the name that gets passed down from pirate to pirate.
0: And in this case, from user to user. Yeah. User mm-hmm, to user. Of to the to Silk Road. Of the Silk Road. This... Pirate was constantly posting manifestos and love letters to his or her users. So they were very engaging with the community and people... The people in the Silk Road came to revere the Dread Pirate Roberts.
1: Yeah. He posted a lot of libertarian views. Or she. Or she. A lot of... uh, What's the economics component to this? Austrian? Austrian.
2: Yeah, like Mises and... uh... High a little bit only yeah, Mises can you explain
1: a little bit about that?
2: so Austrian economics is different than Keynesian economics which is what we've been under basically forever and what a lot of governments and economic systems are Keynesian deals with basically having central planners that try to predict everything and they actually want to have things like inflation and monetary control and all of these things whereas Keynesian uh, Sorry, Austrian is far more free free and open markets and um, oftentimes wanting to have some something backing a currency. So silver, gold, precious metals, other than just the good faith and trust of a government. And I can tell that I'm boring you, so that's probably enough.
1: No, that was good. That oh, was a good, okay. That's why you're here.
0: Yes, thank <laughs> you. Professor is here to profess. The doctor is in. Yes. <laughs>
1: Charles, he's mine, just so you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> there was no doubt. You guys arrived together.
1: <laughs> so Andy Greenberg, the wired guy, decides he really wants to talk to DPR or dead Pirate Roberts.
2: Dread. Dread, right?
1: Dread Pirate Power... <laughs> not.
2: To... Hopefully oh, he's not dead yet. <laughs>
1: I'll find out what. Still going. And finally after eight months of like conversing with him and kind of threatening to interview somebody from uh, another drug selling site, Atlantis.
2: Atlantis. Yeah. There's multiple Silk Road style yeah. uh, sites. Areas, yeah.
1: Um. So he finally agrees. Greenberg doesn't get any personal information out of him obviously. Like why would you give up any of that? But he does get you know, some questions in.
0: Yeah, he... Dread Pirate Roberts just tells tells Andy that uh, the original idea was to combine Bitcoin and Tor for a marketplace, um, and he is Dread Pirate Roberts was not the first administrator of the Silk Road
1: or the creator, basically. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and he says he's also DPR is not the only one keeping the Silk Road running, and they can't sell child porn or like have hitmen or weapons or stolen mm-hmm. items.
1: They didn't want anything that harmed another person, right? Nope.
2: Which is a very libertarian principle. Yeah.
1: Do what you want. And Just don't hurt somebody
3: principle. else.
0: Yeah. I do have libertarian philosophy. Yeah. yeah. That's all I wrote it <laughs> down. Um, so they <laughs> talked about the violence. They wanted to have a reduction in violence when purchasing drugs, and which I'm sure we've talked about.
1: Yeah. People believed that, that they could end the war on drugs, basically, because... By just having an open marketplace where people could just get what they need, you would take the violence out of it, right? Like, you wouldn't have to go to a back alley and possibly be shot or robbed by a drug dealer. Just buy what you want, do it at home, be done with it, right? Like, you wouldn't need the cops busting down door. Like, just let people friggin' get high if they want to get high. And if they die, that was their own decision. And I know it's sad, and I'm sure people deal with addiction, get help. I'm not saying it's good. But is it better to lock people up for marijuana use or, you know, nonviolent crimes? Our prisons are overflowing. I could go on this entire rant, but we should probably just move on. With the are market. you
2: going to mention the guy that uh, agrees with this, that mentioned the whole nonviolence and
0: how it's actually reducing violence? Oh, he comes at the end. Okay, you talking yeah. about in the He's documentary? Later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he comes I'm toward the end. But yes, we will hopefully get to him. I think I wrote about him.
1: And then they kind of mentioned, too, like, DPR could have easily run off with all this Bitcoin that was going through this site. Mm-hmm. Like, he had access to it all. Millions and millions of dollars. And, like, he didn't. And people trusted him because of that. And the system worked because of that. So,
0: So he did not truly act as a pirate. Correct. No. Nope. What do you call that then? A reformed pirate. A
1: good <laughs> pirate. What was it? You're a veggie... good pirate. What was that Veggie Tales pirate movie? You know we're the I mean? pirates who don't do anything. Yes, we're the pirates not. that don't yes. do anything.
0: No, that's him. Gosh, why do I remember that? Because <laughs> it's a catchy song. <laughs> oh gracious, <laughs> gracious goodness.
1: <laughs> All right, Charles. Tell us about the Cipher Punks.
0: The cypherpunks, not cyberpunks, which I was like, cypherpunks, yeah. um, they were concerned, they were a group of tech people concerned with cryptographic technology and anonymity.
1: Back in the day, like the 90s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We
0: see Eric Hughes, a founder of Cypherpunks in 1996, who looks like a lone gunman from The X-Files. <laughs> he uh, and so he, does. one of the quotes I had from him was that they want access to everything. And I was like, who's they? I'm assuming he meant the government. Oh, yeah. Um, right. So yeah, so these guys were just hanging out, creating um, cryptographic stuff. Shit to
1: stuff I don't understand.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't understand either. And I mean, I understand what cryptography is. I think it's interesting. I used to do cryptoquip in the newspaper every Sunday. You guys ever do those? No. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Sorry, never did.
1: (laughs) We're not super nerds, girls. I mean,
0: oh boy, (laughs) just getting called out. It's fine. It's fine. Well. Uh, but they are
1: nerds, <laughs> but they're freaking smart. Like, yeah. envious. I'm very nerds envious. Nerds are
0: smart. That's the, they are... that's the point of us. Not all we're times. Smart. Not all times. Uh, example? Okay, so you could be nerdy and super into Transformers. That's nerdy to me. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I disagree. There's a different okay. type of nerds. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then what do you call that kind of nerd? Is that geeky?
1: Comic nerd? Geeky
0: is where, yeah, geeky works. Okay. okay, see, everybody's... Mm-hmm. Definition wow, is different.
3: Have, this is we are we being so all. offensive. We love you all.
0: <laughs> we are clearly nerdy. How we identify.
2: It's fun.
0: Yeah. How yes. We Whatever tribe you feel comfortable in,
1: be yourself. Be
0: yourself and embrace it.
1: It gets better.
0: I don't think people say that anymore. Oh. <laughs> but thanks. But <laughs> wow.
1: Is that
2: offensive? I I was offensive. Well,
1: Is that offensive? I don't know.
2: I think I just try to be offensive, so then it's I different was, than... I
1: mean, like, all walks of life. it gets High school's hard.
0: High school was not hard. It wasn't. Oh, I had a I, in high school. I, I loved high school. High school sucked. And high school was the like story it. of my
2: life. It was bad for me. I would do it again. Really? I was went to prison. I'm just gonna go pregnant.
0: You know, the use.
1: Do you Whoa. Me, do you want me to cut that out? I don't
0: care. Wow. That
1: Ryan did I, a lot in high school.
0: <laughs> we are going to have to dive into that sometime soon. I would like to unwrap those layers of your high school. Life. I am an onion, many layers. <laughs> You're a parfait. Ooh, a parfait. I can track a par-fit. parfait. Perfect. I or a seven layer dip.
3: Hmm. One of
0: my most favorite party foods. Seven layers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really hungry now. It's the perfect number. Yeah. No, Why don't we <laughs> have
1: food? Okay, so these super smart people get together, they start building this, and they are sort of trying to keep the government out of it and they but they the the great thing about it is is they want to make this technology. They're like, yeah, you're all not mathematicians like us, but they want to make the technology accessible to mm-hmm. everyone. So that's kind of how eventually this all comes about.
0: Well, then we my next thing was that we got a thing on WikiLeaks was how it was a huge turning point. Do you have more notes before that?
1: No, <laughs> I was trying to cut this down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, they um, talked
1: about Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. That's WikiLeaks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're you're on the same page? Yeah. He did. Yeah. He didn't. They doesn't want the they didn't want the government to spy on communication, so they use cryptography to mm-hmm. basically, you know. And on my laptop, I had a uh, post-it note over my webcam. Sometimes I work in my underwear.
3: Yeah. That's and when I
0: don't, I don't want people to spy on me. That's when I aim at certain spots. Oh. Well, if they're gonna start sending money, then I will. You know. But until I see those dollar signs. I don't Sometimes know. Sometimes
1: I used to just put I don't think they have it anymore, but the little gun and bomb emoji in some of my text just randomly, like, Haha, NSA. Now you're looking at this for no reason. So wow. that was my little FU to the NSA.
0: Whatever makes you feel good. <laughs> Whatever whatever um, makes you happy. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Thank you, Shell <laughs> Crow. It made go. me happy. <laughs> uh,
1: then we hear from, and I'm going to start following her on all the things, Cindy Cohn. And I don't know if she's on all the things, but she is a civil liberties attorney who specializes in internet law. She says an observed life is not a completely free life, which is what they're getting at. Thank you, sister. And it's a lot of what people say, right? Like, well, why do you care if there are cameras on the street corners? It's preventing crime or it's catching crime. But it's like... You have nothing to hide. Yeah, I have nothing to hide, so I don't care if they're watching me. But also, an observed life is not a completely free life.
0: Okay, but have we ever lived unobserved lives?
1: Unobserved lives? We?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're we're all children of the 80s,
2: right? So barely. back then you didn't necessarily have it,
0: <laughs> but I'm just saying like my neighbors knew what was going on. Well, That's different yeah, though. But
1: the government didn't necessarily. You have know. far
2: more choice and freedom in that than a, a, an outside force that you have no say in. And yeah, I'm saying you have no say in that. I'm going there, I just went there.
1: Remember when we found out that NSA was like just listening to phone conversations or oh, they have like this giant database where they collect all of our text messages maybe you didn't hear about that but it's yeah, a thing
2: it's a thing so <laughs> oh, gotta delete those
0: dick pics 2008 and 2009 please do not listen to my phone conversations and <laughs> please do they not they already have they have parties that <laughs> replay it. <laughs> it, was, it was a wild time in my life <laughs> <laughs> uh, my- it was my Blanche of years
3: Oh. Oh, then...
0: <laughs> That's my golden girl. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's Rose. Def- oh, definitely. We took quizzes.
1: <laughs> Nate's Rose?
0: Yeah. I thought it was going to be Dorothy, I but I should take a quiz I... and see what I am. Yeah, you should. we should do that. We should, yeah.
1: I feel like I'd be the old lady.
0: Sophia? Sophia. Yeah, I, I might be see too. That. You're, you're both
1: You're Sophia. not Sophia. You're I'm more I'm of my... a Dorothy. Yeah, you're
0: definitely Dorothy. Dorothy is that, um, is Sophia's right, daughter. Anyway, no, B no. Arthur. Just oh, B Arthur, you're right.
1: Smart but snippy.
0: The very snarky. Oh yeah, that's uh, me. Mean. That's totally me. Like mean. makes fun of everybody one. <laughs> Doesn't really ever go out too much. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's her cool. mom makes fun of her for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: me. Yeah. yeah. Great. We don't need a quiz anymore. No. All <laughs>
0: yeah. right. We Man figured that. it out. <laughs> if you guys like golden girls, which golden girl are you? Let
1: us know, please. Yeah.
0: It's the small things that bring us together. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Then we meet some guy who invented the printable gun. Cody
0: Wilson. 3D printers. This guy's awesome. I
1: don't. I have mixed feelings about this guy. Because he know. rambles on about, like, going beyond good and evil. And I'm not really sure what he's talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that Most a question. quote by, like, Nietzsche? Beyond Probably. good and evil? Probably. Probably oh,
1: something smart that I don't know about.
0: Well, there's a video game called Beyond Good and Evil that my sister and I played. Yeah. And it was, like, based on on that premise of, like,. The government lets you see what they want you to see, and they're well, really controlling true. stuff. And but yeah, the three D, the three D printed guns. They were, I guess, it was a free plan to the people. Probably, you can so easily get them. Well, yeah. I'm like, why can't you three D print? Like, I don't know, what's something I'd want more than a gun? You can. You a can. Dildo. Print, you can three D print pretty much anything. Just a dildo. Oh my god. Wow. Well, wow. she went there. Celesta has jumped the shark. Saying, I need a three D printed dildo.
1: <laughs> it would bring peace to the world, maybe.
0: Um, well, I was thinking more along the lines of oh. like a planter for oh, you know, a
1: planter. Uh, that was my or a
0: bookshelf. I mean, my, I don't know a
1: bookshelf. <laughs> I, I was, think you're overestimating what a three D printer well, can. Is. You just
2: make a bookshelf out of other things. I mean, I feel like that's easier. Than yeah, but everything. a printer
0: like does it by itself. Like I don't want to have to. But construct. it doesn't
1: assemble it. No, you still oh, have to assemble things. Fuck.
0: Yeah. Shit, then I don't want that. I don't like
1: want Like, the 3D <laughs> gun you still had to put together. Um,
0: yeah,
2: there's still pieces you have to put together. Hell no.
0: No. I thought it just came out, like, ready to no. go. No. Okay. No, more complex
2: things you have to actually
0: put together.
1: They are making, like, um... Yep. Yeah. Prost Yes. <laughs> Prosthetics.
0: Prosthetics. <laughs>
1: Which is amazing. Oh, it's... So yeah. cheap and easy. Yeah. I mean, relatively easy, if you know what you're doing, I guess.
0: Uh, so we get into more. I guess I had a fourteen-year-old is buying oh drugs, Lord. and he received the drugs in a cartoon DVD box, and his mom caught it. Whoa! Whoa! When I was what? fourteen, I was not buying drugs. Good. Surprisingly, <laughs> most well, you year were olds in Dare. Not. So well, this was a few years after oh. Dare and starting to rebel,
1: hmm.
0: getting a little wild, letting my hair down.
1: <laughs> uh, I believe you missed, though, our introduction to the biggest douchebag of all time, FBI agent, Christopher Tarbell.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did miss that. He comes back more. He um, does. I just had Senator Schumer, yes. who we'd already met, but yeah, yeah. Tarbell. Tar- Even with the tar- I still want to punch him in the face. Tarbell's
1: an FBI agent who, we first hear him talking about drugs and where to buy them, and he's like, as an FBI agent. I couldn't tell you where to buy drugs on the street, but I know where to buy them online. To which I said, I know where to buy them on the street.
0: Yeah, you're not a very good FBI agent.
1: Yeah. Idiot. I just wanted to immediately punch this guy in You the just face. go
0: to a gas station and say weed? Yeah.
1: That's... Well, in Vegas, people ask you if you want drugs. I yeah. mean, or if you have it's drugs. not Both. hard.
0: I have never been approached for drugs in Vegas. I've been there twice, but... Right. Early in the morning downtown is a great time to be. I've been have approached conversations.
1: on my bike ride through Kansas City for drugs. The guy with a little fanny pack asked me if I wanted drugs. I was like, no Why page? has nobody
0: ever offered to sell me drugs? Do I look like an undercover? You
1: look like a straight man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the secret to get drugs. You must not look like a straight man. <laughs>
1: straight edge. <laughs> this
0: <laughs> this outfit is. So straight that people won't sell me drugs or yes. offer to sell me drugs. Damn it. I don't
1: know. Must not be in the right place at the right time.
0: You know, I don't ever leave the house.
1: Well, that's, that's
0: <laughs> you can't mean, problem. I mean, so Road, but
2: other than that.
0: You yeah. So no, no drugs are coming here. Damn it. <laughs> Just the wine. Legalized drugs.
3: Yeah.
1: So, right. So I, I'm not 100% sure, but it almost sounds like the story about this 14-year-old spurred this senator on to investigate this and kind of blow the whistle about it. Yeah. He made a big stink about it. It
0: was like the senator kind of used that as his jumping point to, I'm trying to think of what you call that. Not a scapegoat, but like when you find a cause and rally behind it, not because you really believe in it, because you think you'll be more popular. And votes, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I don't know what that's called, but I feel like that's what this is. Pandering? Pandering. Maybe. Pander. Yeah. Pandering.
1: (laughs) Because I said people knew about the Silk Road. I mean. Yeah. Law enforcement knew about it, but nobody was doing anything you know, until this senator. Is it Schumer? Do I have that Sen- name? Yeah. Right? Schumer, Schumer, like Amy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of just threw a fit about it, and then everybody started losing their shit.
2: And I'm sure. I mean, they, they only showed clips, but I'm sure that Senator Schumer probably may have said something, or it's under the assumption that well, this never happens. In back alleys, right? 14 year olds would never get drugs on the street.
1: Never. Oh. I actually want to know that 14 year old story. Was he already using drugs in high school? Probably. Probably. And That's so, found out.
2: but the thing
0: is, on the street, not only do 14 year olds get the drugs, but they also get shot. So, yeah. yeah. My high school had a huge cocaine ring. Oh. Um,
3: there
0: you go. The FBI came in. And Shit. There was cocaine and uh, counterfeit like, money. Before in I. Went there. Mm-hmm. Dang, well, I would use the counterfeit money to buy the cocaine. I mean, that'd be the.
2: Best bet. I mean, yeah. we
1: had pot, and I, there was rumors like one of the coaches was selling it to people, so
0: there's
1: We had there's mostly
2: racism in ours, so...
0: That <laughs> <laughs> is not a tradable good, but... <laughs> well, some people but thought you still...
1: Equally horrible. No, horrible.
0: Equally horrible.
1: If not more so. Okay, so it takes two years for the FBI to shut down the Silk Road mm. and eventually arrest DPR... And sees $3.6 billion in Bitcoin. Yep. And now we kind of learn about who DPR actually is, or allegedly is.
0: Right. Allegedly, Ross Ulbricht, who was arrested October 3rd, 2013. This basically just goes into his life. He grew up in a suburb of Austin, Texas. He was an Eagle Scout. Um, He went on to pursue a master's in engineering and stuff. And, <laughs> and stuff. 2009, stuff? he decided to change his life. He wanted to become an entrepreneur, and he opened a used book store in Austin, but then eventually shut it down because it was floundering. Which I was appreciative of. It was like, I love books. I would totally run a bookstore if I could. Well, like... I think it
1: was online though too. Wasn't it?
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um. So then Ross starts hopping all over the globe. The next thing I have was that there was a Skype call between Renee and Ross.
1: Yeah, his best friend.
0: His best friend, Renee, who I shipped them. Come to San Francisco. I have a startup. So his friend Renee is like, come come to San Francisco. We'll live the dream together, yeah. baby. Let's- it was,
1: it was <laughs> Let's weird. Go. When I watched it, I was like, what is happening here? But it was kind of just like a weird little promo for their startup business. I don't know what business it was.
0: The romance.
2: Why <laughs> were they filming from underneath? And so you could see, like... Like it was a their weird... Their noses.
1: It was a weird view. Yeah.
2: Their nostrils. I don't
0: know if they had their, like, their phone set down on a desk is the only thing I could think of. That's so strange.
1: They're really good looking. If that matters.
2: All I, I could stare at was their nostrils, though. It was just weird. I didn't like
0: it. I, I mean, yeah, they were kind of cute. Ross had a great body. <laughs> um, I mean, he still, he probably does. still does. He still does. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> He's Sorry out. to give it away, but... He's still alive. He's, still He's, alive. Still He's working alive. out in person. Yeah. <laughs> He won the beauty pageant. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe he got second place. You know, just pissed off Runner that. up.
3: <laughs>
1: you know. Okay, so, and I think it's important to note that at this time, Silk Road is already going on. So, mm-hmm. we can't say for sure whether or not Ross created it or not, but he's doing other things at this time. He's traveling around the globe. And I know you can get online anywhere. But it's already going. It's already doing pretty well. And then eventually, you know, once this is up and going, postal workers and custom agents begin to find drugs being shipped. And again, all over the world. So now that this is happening, we're getting a lot of different law enforcement agencies looking into this. And the FBI begin to infiltrate the Silk Road. With undercover agents.
0: Yes, and they uncover one of the top administrators named Chronic Pain. Chronic Pain. He lived in Salt Lake City and was a 47 year old family man. According to the FBI, I guess, they said that DPR wanted Chronic Pain murdered. But there were, actually, this was kind of confusing to me. I only watched this the one time. Me too. But there were no murders actually committed. Nope. Right. Um,
1: They fake, the FBI fakes murder photos to show to DPR saying that, hey, yeah, like, okay, so an FBI agent was undercover. DPR approached this undercover agent to have, allegedly, to ask him to first beat him up and then switch it to murder. So they faked these photos of this dead body, sent it to him, and then he also asked for another five people to be taken out or murdered. I don't know if they faked all of those. And then they later said, like, some of those names weren't even real, which leads to.
2: So many questions. So There's many a lot questions. Of questions.
3: Um...
1: But at this point, the FBI is able to issue a warrant for the arrest of DPR because of the murder for hire
3: mm-hmm. allegedly.
2: Yeah.
1: Allegedly, or allegations.
2: Which doesn't even... Know. It's only thing that makes not make sense. I know.
1: There's a lot of and things... And the biggest mean.
2: one for me is the fact that... And I'm not saying that everybody sticks to their principles always, but this guy seemed pretty freaking libertarian slash anarchical, and one of the major things in that philosophy is the non-aggression principle, the NAP, and...
1: And what a lot of people say, too, like they just couldn't believe that he had asked for the murder of these people. That's just not something
2: you would do if you're
0: really. Yeah,
1: it went against everything that they knew about the Dread Pirate Roberts and his libertarian views. So it just didn't make sense to them.
0: So June 2013, we're going back in time learning about Ross. He moved in an apartment, gave his roommates a fake name. They found out about who he really was because of.
1: Well, the FBI once they kind of get some of these vendors and admins higher up in the system, like uh, they're, they're able
0: to track. Yeah,
1: they're they're finding out who some of these vendors are, and they're not arresting them, but they're using their usernames or like their computers to find out who the higher ups are. Mm-hmm. So eventually, that's what leads them to chronic pain. And once they have chronic pain, they kind of have because ac- he's an admin, so they have access to more of the Silk Road.
3: Okay,
1: and somehow. They explain it, watch the movie. They they find out pretty quickly who Dread Pirate Roberts is. They get his name, they get Ross's name, and they find out where he's living. Who's the current? Current
2: Dread Pirate Roberts. Right.
1: And yes, so they intercept a package he's getting full of fake IDs for like all these different states and yeah. whatnot. And they go and talk to him about it, but they don't arrest him because they want to watch him some more and gain some more evidence. They're just
2: going
3: to stalk
0: him. Yeah. Yeah. And he wisely gives them
1: nothing. Yeah. He doesn't admit to anything. He says he doesn't know anything about it.
0: Yeah. So I just quick side note. This whole thing reminded me of Nate's old roommates. When Nate and I first got together, he moved in with a guy he met on Craigslist. Smart. Um, (laughs) This guy told him he was starting up an online business. Then this guy kind of disappeared. Then a woman moved into their house with him. Mm. Then they would be gone for months then rent a center somebody came by and was like we are here to get the furniture and it was like what are you talking about so his roommates had bought furniture and were trying to sell it on craigslist while starting up this business i don't know it was it was like that's what you get for finding a roommate on craigslist honey Wow. Mm-hmm, that's what you get but i don't know it was just it he was, wasn't
1: murdered that's good
0: he's yeah he's still alive <laughs> I'm married to him, so... Yeah, he's still going, but... uh, I'm sure
1: Nate is who he says he is.
0: Oh. Well, I've met his family and seen his childhood photos. I feel like that's a lot to um, fake. Yeah, that's a giant conspiracy. Yeah, that's... I'm not that that crazy yet. Okay. I need more wine.
1: Well, (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going
0: to shine bright like a diamond.
1: (laughs) So then the big bombshell here... Maybe not a big bombshell. But the FBI will eventually gain a copy of Silk Road's server, which is located outside of the United States in Germany. No. (laughs) Iceland? Netherlands? It was Iceland. Iceland.
0: Yeah, Yeah. It was Iceland. Did you
1: watch this movie? (laughs) I had
0: found the server in Germany and somewhere else. I don't know. Where Maybe I it was both, from. but I mean, primarily but I did in hear Iceland. the Iceland later, yeah.
1: So just, just hold on to that little bit of information because mm-hmm. it will come back.
2: Yeah. This in is 2013,
1: very like Charles already mentioned, they do arrest Ross while he's logged into the Silk Road at a library. He doesn't have time to encrypt his laptop, so they are able to get in, and they also arrest eight other admins to was, the site. He
2: was only on Silk Road; he wasn't looking at porn, so you know. That's what you do when
0: you go to the library. Yes. Yeah, as I found out, thank you
1: very much in the last couple weeks, Pervy McPerverson.
0: Long story short, I
1: tattled on him. The family raises over a million dollars for Ross's bail,
2: with help from outside sources, obviously. Uh,
1: Yeah, obviously. But bail would be denied because he's too dangerous. He's too dangerous because of these alleged murder for
0: hire Uh, charges. I had that. I just have the whole thing about I just. (laughs) had it, that he was too dangerous. He is too damn dangerous. dangerous. Yes, a little bit dangerous.
1: Dark eyes. Mm
0: -hmm. Dark penetrating eyes.
1: (laughs) Many people didn't believe that Ross was the one who tried to hire the hitman. And there's evidence that up to two or three people were using the Dread Pirate Roberts name. So Mm -hmm. how do you connect one man
2: Because that's the point of Dread Pirate Roberts is it's not one person.
0: We also meet Ross's mom, Lynn. She uh, has to know. She wants to know how the FBI found the server mm-hmm. because, depending on how that happened, it could have been a violation of his Fourth Amendment right, which it was.
1: is
2: unreasonable. Sir. You're protected against unreasonable searches and seizures.
1: Right. So, did they at- obtain a warrant? No. For the. Seizure basically of this server, it's outside the United States. There's no proof that they got it legally. They didn't, they're not producing any evidence of how they obtained it. So, we're led to believe uh, shady as someone, shady, someone mentioned FBI agent Tarbell.
2: As somebody mentioned in the film, I don't remember who it was, but they concluded, and I can, I 100% agree. And and it's it's not just the case here; it's the case across the board. Is that the government plays by their own set of rules? They have the set of rules that they enact on everybody else, but then they don't play by it. So basically, if
1: well, if you think, set the rules, you can change. Well, yeah, rules, but apparently. the conclusion
2: was basically if somebody else did this, they would prosecute them for what the government right. did. If right. the government did it, in, it was fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. If someone else hacked into, uh, a.k.a. like Russia hacking in maybe into ours, like that's
0: red bad. That's how I play but video games. Or if Blood they do, if I do it, it's okay.
1: Yeah, if they do it, it's fine.
0: But you, have, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear, right? All right. So after Lynn, we meet Runa Sandvik. I don't know what her title is. I didn't write it down. I didn't want to rewind it. But she thinks that the whole circumstances around Ross they seem far fetched, and um, to pin a murderer and a drug ring on one person is. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah and excessive. Yeah. Um so I guess he gets charged he has six charges against him. Used to deprive him of the bail, like we talked about. Uh call it an uncharged crime.
1: Oh and yeah, because
0: they're just smearing his image, is what his mom's basically. Right, because they
1: it. eventually drop the murder charges or the higher conspiracy to conspiracy murder, to murder charges. Mind. But by then, so we hear kind of from the lawyer, Josh Dradel, Something like that. Um, Ross's lawyer he's... Did you say Dradel? Dradel, Dradel, wow. Dradel. That's all I
0: could think of. Did you yeah. want
1: to I don't know what his name is. I'm sorry.
0: I think I have him later down in my notes.
1: But like you're saying, like they they hyped it up, gave it to gave this thing to the media, like, oh, he tried to kill people, he's selling drugs, and then when it came down to the brass tax they don't charge him for murder. No. But his name's already been smeared in the media. Mm-hmm. People think he is a murderer. Yeah. And they call it an uncharged crime. So they're technically considering it a crime, but they're just not charging him for it. And it's like, murder of all things, you think they'd charge him of. But why wouldn't they? Probably because they have no proof.
0: This is why we cannot have nice things. Then I had that they employed a bait-and-switch technique to get him, Ross, to plead... But um, he was still seen as a violent criminal. I don't really know what that means. But also, Ross and Renee still talk. And Renee is heartbroken about Ross's arrest. And then we see a video of Ross and a tutu singing, <laughs> I'm a little teapot. Which I thought was super weird, slash cute, slash creepy.
1: Yeah. Well... We couldn't talk to Ross because of the charges he was accused of. Apparently there's apparently a law that says like, oh, if you're a violent criminal, you can't have interviews. So I think they're just kind of trying to get, you know, family videos and stuff to show what kind of a person he was. Yeah. And he's being silly in a tutu. But Who it
3: hasn't
1: was... been? I don't think I've ever had on no, a I tutu. No, I don't think I've either. Actually, gay pride fest I had on a tutu.
0: When you go to Gay Pride Fest? Weren't you guys volunteering there this summer? We
1: volunteered there this summer. You were there. What?
0: Okay. Well, He didn't know it was Gay Pride. When he didn't this? realize. All these guys are oh, holding hands. Oh, Are you yeah. shitting me oh, yeah? oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All these guys are holding hands. Everybody's just so happy and in love. Wow. I was there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You were.
3: Physically, anyway. not mentally. <laughs> clearly, yeah, not. clearly. Oh, jeez.
1: So, yeah, they're you know, the family has just given videos and snapshots of what Ross was like, and he was just a fun, maybe sometimes creepy guy.
0: Well, and they also <laughs> let us know that he had no experience in computer coding. Right. Um, yeah. So everything was a stretch, which I thought was interesting, because I took an HTML slash CSS class this summer, and it was a job of work, and I would never, ever want to do it again. And so... If I didn't have that knowledge that I got from this class, like I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, I'm sure you can find YouTube videos on how to do basically anything, which is how I live my life.
1: Well, <laughs> and I yeah, seriously. How to drive. <laughs> how
0: <laughs> YouTube is drive? amazing.
1: Um, I almost wanted to have Jake from our friend Jake on this podcast oh. too because he's a coder.
0: Yeah, I'm Jake, kind of if curious. you're listening, you should come.
1: Also, Jake, you should be listening. Yeah. Um, But he taught himself, Jake taught himself, so it's possible. Yeah,
2: but it takes so many years, and if the guy didn't have any prior experience, there's no way he's, there's no way he's running the Silk net. Road
0: exclusively by himself. Yeah. Like, right. There's just, it's not, not right. possible. Yeah, that's, that's true. I had laugh out loud at this drug dealer with a conscience. He won't sell to immature people.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that is what we're talking about, though. No, like, but... Do you want to take that's, this one right? I mean, that
2: goes back to the whole... Take it away. If you sell... I mean, <laughs> if you're selling a product that's going to kill people, and they're going to die from it because they misuse it, then you have lost your market. Right. That's not... It's just... It, free market incentives work. They really do work. And this is a situation where it definitely works, where a lot of these people, the vast, vast majority of these people realized... They want to stay in business. They might also probably use product themselves, so they, if they are a good seller, they can be a good buyer, and it's essentially the underground eBay. I mean, it's the same thing on eBay. Yes, there's more rules, but still, you don't want to screw somebody over because the odds are you're done. Like You're not going to be able to sell your product anymore. And,
1: well, and that's basically I don't know the what, thought, I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's basically what he said, and that was the mentality of oh, the I've, sellers on the Silk Road.
2: I, it, it's really it, it goes against that stereotype or um, that vision that I think you have of drug so that de- we're sold
1: on by of the, drug dealers, by but not just even yeah. drug dealers,
2: just those that are doing illegal. I'm air quoting illegal things, right? That they're all horrible people; they're out to get you and and, and kill you. But that's the The absolute minority, actually, especially in a situation like this, the vast, vast, vast majority are not these weird people that are out to harm you or kill you whatsoever. That's not their intention. Just because you're doing something that's illegal doesn't necessarily mean that you're this horrible person. That, that, that sorry, I'll get off
0: my soapbox. No, I I have a question. Yes, if I was going to buy drugs, I'm mm-hmm. not. I mean, I'm not immature, but I'm not the most mature person. But, like, I'm like, hey, I want to experience this. I've never done it before. Would you sell this to me? Like, does it come with instructions? Like, I want to know if, like, these came with instructions. I think in this situation, you could easily ask Yeah, for I think. Yeah. Because you have Here That's you What if out. you're like, hey, I am dying of this disease, and I've always wanted to do this. Can you let me know how this works? I, I don't know. They I just. Would. Yeah, I. um, and, and the nice thing is, on a market, a free
2: market like this. You can ask those questions and, and you have a, a body of data that that tells you about how good these sellers and these buyers are. Whereas if you're talking, if you're trying to get drugs on the street, mm-hmm. who are you going to talk to, to begin with? And even if you talk to people, it's not like you're going to have this They're network. They're not going to, of, want to talk to you. You're not going to have a network of people that yeah. say, oh yeah, you know, Joe Schmo down there, he's really good, but Timmy down in the corner, you don't want to buy from. That's just not going to happen. Mm. And also they might shoot you, right? But online like this, when you're in this, this webbed market like like the, the Silk Road is or and or was, I mean still kind of around, y- you actually have transparency. Which sounds so crazy, right? Because it's underground and, and all this, but you actually have real transparency.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what people kept talking about was just the community around this. And mm-hmm. it was just because people I don't even know how to explain there's it. There's just not... They didn't
2: have the fear or the pressure. Yeah, no. Of, exactly. Uh, and there's not an incentive...
1: To hurt people. To harm. Yeah. There
2: really isn't. And, and It might sound crazy to people, but they're really...
1: It was almost like isn't. Breaking Bad. Like, I have this yeah. amazing product.
2: Uh, Breaking Bad got a little violent,
1: though. Well, <laughs> they didn't have the Silk Road. That's true. They were going face-to-face. They had to, face. to be
2: underground, but <laughs> above ground underground.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
2: Spoilers. <laughs> Can you imagine Breaking Bad with Silk Road? It'd be so boring. Be like, I'm going to log in this morning, and I sold some. And the end of the episode,
0: (laughs) put that in my bank account.
1: So Ross's lawyer motions to dismiss the case due to lack of warrant to search the Silk Road servers. Because again, like we've already discussed, they never produced a warrant to search. And again, this was outside of the United States. You can't just hack into people's servers no. willy-nilly wherever you want.
2: But because it deals with a United States citizen, it's
0: still Fourth Amendment right. Right. Which they completely violated.
1: And of course, motion is denied. Shocking. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't we get to the Tarbell Declaration? Yeah. This person who looks like an elf is telling us a story about the Tarbell Declaration. Um, it seems vaguely disconnected from the truth, like bovine excrement. <laughs> they basically call it a bullshit. Uh Tarbell made it up, the FBI hacked the servers and manipulated people to find the Silk Road server in Iceland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the evidence tossed the evidence would be tossed if it was obtained without being in the right. lines.
1: Yeah, it's like if a mm-hmm. if a police uh officer <laughs> broke into your home and found a legal gun, but they didn't have a warrant, you can't use that against you because it was an illegal search and seizure. Mm-hmm. So this is the exact same thing. Like, if you didn't obtain the evidence legally, you cannot use it in a court of law. However, nobody if, seems to care.
2: Well, if the court of law <laughs> is run by right the rulers and master class. And this is where it's like,
1: does do the ends justify the means? Nope. Well... I mean, in the case of if you're a government official or you believe in just pure black and white, right and wrong, then yes, apparently no. it does. Like, oh, well, you're still taking down a drug kingpin, so it's fine. But what about for the little people? What about for all of us who it's like, well, if you cross the line here, you're setting precedent for being crossed the line over here. And that is a very dangerous road to go down.
0: The end's never just by the means of So dangerous. <sighs> It's like icy road, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Sim- Black ice, very or Silk serious. Road, Ooh. dangerous. Which really wasn't that dangerous. So, there you go. I was like, wasn't that in Asia?
1: This, silk Road. The, yeah, it the was. real Silk Road. Yeah, so so long ago. It was
0: like transporting the so- silk goods from,
1: and probably opium.
0: Yeah, probably. I, I've never done that. Yeah, so much it's, opium it's a trip. <laughs> So they also talk about how the Fourth Amendment works in the digital age. Every login on your smartphone is basically fair game, is what they're talking about. So Which well, it shouldn't be. And,
1: and that, yes. Absolutely not. They're talking about, like, being pulled over for a traffic violation, right? And, like, a cop having the right to search your car. And, oh, your phone is in there, so now they can search your phone. And your comp- your laptop might be in there. Now they can search your laptop. Is this Right. Is this legal? And it's like the laws haven't caught up with our technology. It's scary.
0: I don't think they can
1: catch up. Right. Oh no, government's
2: way too slow. Yeah, it's they're never going to catch. Oh, yeah. up. They're slower than evolution. So <laughs> evolution, <And> evolution <laughs> very is slow. gradual change over time. So you
1: and then we talk about, we we get back to his mom. And his mom is, like, advocating for him so hard. She's on a
0: crusade.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I love her. And she's educated herself so much about, you know, internet, law, and...
2: Libertarianism, too, which is funny. Libertarianism. I gotta say, if you're thinking basic about rights, changing... And... If you're thinking about stuff, don't... <laughs> very general statement. Don't freaking wait until something like this happens to you or somebody in your family. Like, pursue... Knowledge. Things, pursue knowledge. No, but seriously, pursue things that are counter to what you think and what you believe in. Do not be afraid to encounter these various forms of knowledge and understanding that you do not need to be afraid of. Just because you entertain them doesn't mean that you necessarily agree with them.
3: Yeah.
2: Don't wait until your freaking kid is accused by the government of doing all this crap that, I'm sorry, he probably didn't do. To, to change your life. Kind of
0: life. <laughs> anyway, after all this shit has gone down, there is actually not a hamper to the drug sales. Silk Road 2.0 is up no. and running. Uh, there's uh... a new drug pirate, Roberts, um, still wanting the nonviolent drug trade. So, I mean, obviously, you can't keep these people down.
1: And stats appear. Stats start appearing about how, actually, online drug sales are lowering the crime rate around... Mm. Drug sales. Imagine. Shocking.
0: Now I get to meet your favorite guy. Yeah. We all do. Neil Franklin. He is yeah. the director of law enforcement against prohibition. And he's talking about families that were killed by drug dealers. Um, he says drug prohibition is counterproductive to public safety. Mm-hmm. So when you go from a drug deal on the street corner to online, there's less shootings. What do you think? I had Celesta. W-D-Y-T, question time.
1: <laughs> and uh, now
0: Ryan, since you're here. so uh, at the go time ahead. when I was taking You go ladies
2: this first. A... Ladies should always come first. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take note, Charles.
2: All right. Both the gay man and the straight man laugh at that.
1: <laughs> and the woman suffers.
2: I'll have more of mine. <laughs>
1: I love this guy because he just tells it how it is. Because not only when you're doing back alley drug dealers, drug deals, you can get hurt. But... Do it in the
0: back alley. I'm doing the back alley drug dealers in my back alley. Don't do that. No.
1: Use protection.
0: Definitely. Which is a gun and You also
1: have government agencies busting down doors. People get hurt. People get shot. Drug dealers... Innocent people, of... law enforcement, everybody suffers. Mm-hmm. Not only that, then you get the corruption, right? The corruption of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. That how many times did we hear about CIA selling guns in Mexico to cartel? Oops! Oh, we lost Fast these and guns. Furious. Oops! Ugh.
2: Yeah, it's it's this. It, it here's the here's the frustrating thing for me as a scientist is you can literally look back at alcohol prohibition and we have that data still like thankfully it happened it was early but still late enough in in history so that we have a lot of evidence that's saved in various forms we know how that went down now granted there's some interpretation whatnot but we know how that went down and it sucked major testicle just one (laughs) just one they only had one it was a giant testicle okay gross (laughs) it was bad is what i'm saying david
1: took over
2: and they thankfully came to their senses or well, forced to come to their senses to end that prohibition
1: yeah um, but the
2: principles i apologize the well, principles of prohibition no matter what it is are the exact same and it didn't work for alcohol and it's not working for drugs there's a reason why the drug war is happening it's because the government and those involved have way too much power way too much uh, money and everything that's wrapped up in it, and they are not going to let go of that.
1: They are making money
2: absolutely on um, the
1: drug war. They talk about how
0: the drug testing companies, are drug testing multi-dium. companies, corporations okay? that are private in prisons,
1: government. and again, like we already talked about, how many prisoners are locked up for nonviolent drug crimes? And the vast
2: majority of them are minority. A vast majority of them minorities, are black.
1: minorities. Exactly. It
2: is absolutely harming minority population. So if you really freaking care, if you honestly freaking care about minority populations,
1: one of the greatest
2: things to do would be to advocate for the end of the the drug war.
1: Nobody gives a shit if you're smoking pot. God. I mean, if anything. I don't care if you smoke crack.
2: I really don't. If you harm me or somebody else, I have a problem with it. But if you're not harming anybody, I don't freaking care. Do what you want.
0: (sighs) I care too much. Carl's. I guess. Charles. Carls? Uh, Carl's. Oh my god. I just got called Carl's. What Carl's Jr.? What's going on here?
1: <laughs> what is and happening?
0: Oh my god. This sangria. We are drinking a, just a little behind Carls the scenes. Carl's
1: brought a new drink to the podcast. It's
0: Franzia. 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 <laughs> sangria. Which I have never had before, but is it's toward the end of, end of summer. Just to let you know, this pod, this episode will be released way down the line. Way it, Yeah, <laughs> it'll be cold by this time. But we are celebrating the end of summer with this delicious, refreshing sangria. And boy, is it hitting the spot. Yeah. I'm having whiskey, but... Ryan's drinking whiskey. I'm just not a wine person. I'd really not... I we're almost... all doing
1: crack. I had
0: oh, that too. Wait, no. and <laughs> Molly, we got it off of Silk Road 3.0. My, is Molly? my choice is Xanax. MDMA.
1: Xanax?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's MDMA?
0: It's a Madonna tour. MDMA. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not that. Um, anyway, anyway, she might have been on it anyway too. back to our story.
1: Back to our story. Uh, Basically, job security is what the drug war is for a lot of law enforcement.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an existential threat to FBI agents if there's no more drug war. Yeah, like they don't have anything really? to fucking do, but they could be investigating the aliens. I
1: think they already know about the aliens.
0: They do. They could work with Mulder and Scully. Our heroes. Cheers to them. Yep.
1: Then we hear, finally, from Ross's father, Kirk. Kirk. Who.
2: Yeah, that was weird that he in.
1: Well, he's busy trying to just, like.
0: He's running their business. Yeah, true.
1: Run their business, which also we should rent a condo from them in, in costa, rica? costa rica sounds yeah, I, amazing yeah, I know it does. he's saying again like the media which is bought by corporations if you haven't already listened to our episode three unacknowledged mm-hmm. please do because
0: <sighs> but alternative sources fake news everything we hear and see is already predetermined mm-hmm. by somebody else License. so just go out there and get messy and find out the truth for yourself. Right. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give to you. While also not being harmful to people. Yeah. Or yourself. Exactly. Love yourself. You
1: are now libertarian, Charles. Did you even know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Welcome. There you go. Does this mean I can do drugs, Sam? Yes. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Definitely. But don't force other people to do it. <laughs> do this damn drug!
1: Don't rob people to get it.
2: Nope. Do no harm.
1: Alright, so... He kind of gives us an update on Ross. He's doing well, and well as well as can be expected in prison. He's not being violent there. He says, at this point, you know, before trial, Ross feels ready to go to trial, and he, he he's got a good feeling he's going to win.
0: Yeah, and Kirk also makes a point that he, dealing with this, he has become aware of the tragedy of the drug war, the tragedies that the war on drugs has caused. basically. So he's never really had to think about it until now. And he's like, you know, there's a huge um, travesty upon society and certain people of society because um, of how people are making money fighting, quote, drugs Drugs. and Mm -hmm. the drug market.
1: And there are plenty of documentaries out there right now on Netflix and Hulu that you can watch on this. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's probably... Marijuana-focused. Good start, but, you know. Yeah. Baby steps. We will be going back to some more supernatural, extraterrestrial stuff, but this was an interesting stop for us along the way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dose of reality for you. Yep. Then.
0: <laughs> like, then?
1: I don't know. The next thing I have is London?
0: Yeah, London. <gasps> I have London written too, <gasps> in a box. London I don't have a London box. England. Oh.
1: Is that where that is?
0: England. 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 London.
1: What do you have about London?
0: I have that Snowden disclose in the NSA oh, yeah. was subverting cryptographic standards, making the internet less private and safe. Then we get introduced to I guess this new form of the uh, cypher cypher punks. Yeah. Amir Taki. Oh, yeah. He's the guy who's like super dramatic.
1: He's the guy we heard first, right? Yeah. At the beginning of the documentary.
0: He's fucking dramatic as hell.
1: He's very dramatic. Yeah. He's got a lot to say.
0: I said he was really annoying and he was like a character from a musical.
1: Oh, that's what I had, Ryan. Animated, passionate.
0: Like a character from a musical. (laughs) Like, he should be in Les Mis. Like, (laughs) shut up. Oh. Okay, don't shut up. But just totally. He's only speaking
1: against fascism.
0: Fascism. But he was, like, reciting these monologues like he's in a fucking musical. He... He just needs to put them to music, and she has her own show.
1: Maybe one day. Maybe it's already out there on the dark net somewhere.
0: It probably is. But they talk... He and these other people are talking about how, with decentralized drug markets, what could the government do? Nothing. Except that they seized tons of dark website hosts, lots of people got arrested, it was, like, a constant game of cat and mouse. And it was, like, a game to the people that were running these sites. Like, I guess they just kind of got off on that adrenaline of, like, am I going to get caught? Am I going to be able to keep going? Um, and then I have this question right here. Is Ryan Libertarian?
1: <laughs> Why would you? Really? I mean,
0: I here's the deal. I'll be I... honest with you.
2: Yes, if I vote, which makes me feel dirty, but... <laughs> In in principle and and in
0: idealistic vision, I'm actually an anarchist. anarchist. Yeah. Okay, so can you briefly describe anarchist? Anarchist, because to me, sure. it seems violent. I guess no, from it's, it's, shows that I've seen. Well, that's what they want you to think, obviously.
2: Yeah. No, anarchy is simply without rulers. Okay. There's still natural rule. Some people say it's without rule, but it's really not. There's going to be natural, there's always natural rule that happens. So even like in the Silk Road, which is essentially libertarian slash anarchical, there's still the natural law that happens. That's why you probably don't want to screw somebody over, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, anarchy is without rulers. So it's a, a concept where you have a voluntary society, kind of like the Silk Road, where you can essentially do anything that you desire, as long as, again, it's voluntary, you're not forcing yourself your views whatever on somebody else uh if you choose to harm yourself that's fine if you choose to be in a group where everybody voluntarily chooses to do something crazy and ridiculous in your mind and somebody else's mind that's fine Mm -hmm. they can do whatever they want it simply means that you don't have this power structure of a centralized government essentially that's that's dictating and mandating laws and rules over you okay is what it is
1: here's the Thing and I'm drunk and I'm gonna try not to ramble. People get caught up on on their own feelings or on their own right and wrongs, right? Like,
2: yeah. And and then then they want to project it and on they want to project it. You're you hit the nail on the head when you when you speak of it's that projecting whatever you feel is right and I don't say right or moral onto somebody else. And that is not how we should be living, yeah. and and oftentimes I think if you press people, I think a lot of people would actually realize their error, but it just never it never gets that far because people just have a shouting match or whatever it might be, and you don't talk about these things. But um, what I feel is right and moral may not be what you feel is right and moral, and as long again, that's what it comes down to in terms of libertarian, anarchical, voluntary principle is as long as you are not doing harm to somebody else. Invol- like Involuntarily if they want you to do harm to them. Hey, I don't freaking care go for it But if you're
1: have a safe word.
2: non-voluntarily doing harm to somebody That's where you cross the line But as long as you're not doing that who freaking cares what you want to do yeah. on your own time With other people voluntarily Even if I think it's the dumbest thing or the stupidest thing or the immoralist thing ever That's fine
1: and I was just going to say, like, and as a democracy, people think, like, oh, well, we have the power of voting and blah, 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 blah. But I, I want you You're to think about, like, force. it's still force and it's majority rules. Yep. So if your political opponent, like, let's say Senator Schumer, right? Like, he stirred up all this stuff about the Silk Road and we kind of all, all agreed that it was probably just propaganda and for votes.
2: Law is not morality. And no. the majority ruling is not morality.
1: And you can't, if you enforce morality, what good is it? Like, just because you threaten people life imprisonment because they're not being good people, quote unquote, as you think they are. Does that make them better people? Like, they're just not murdering people because it's against the law? I mean, it doesn't.
0: No. No, it doesn't make anybody a good person. Well, you shouldn't (laughs) murder anybody.
1: You shouldn't. I mean, that's an extreme example, example. But, like, they should want to be good people because they should want to be good people. Like. You know what I'm getting at, don't you? Well, Some of you probably it, do. It, The
2: concept, too, like, it's the same reason of policing the world. Like, you bring you bring this concept of democracy, which I'm air quoting because democracy isn't all that great, personally, um, to the world through war. It's like war is peace. It's 1984 right. again. So it's like, we're going to, we're going to, I love to bring this up, too. It's like, we're going to show you that. That killing people is wrong by killing you in this way. Invading your it's country wrong. and that's not how things should work.
3: No.
2: Sadly that's how things work, but they shouldn't work that way.
0: Well. Both just like <laughs> turn to look at me Charles, creepily. Well, what you, what is been... your
1: response? Yes. <laughs> Choose your words wisely. <laughs>
0: mm. I um, don't aggress against us. You can justify almost anything, regardless of politics, but you can also use religion and your beliefs to police people and bend things to your own way and you can use that to justify your prejudice or how you can discriminate against people.
1: Definitely. Okay, so the trial begins. The Prosecution argues that it can keep its witnesses secret.
3: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, This was infuriating because Ross might... Have them killed because of those, you know, uncharged charges or crimes that he's been accused of.
2: And this is not how the court system works.
1: So the the Normally. defense doesn't get a list of witnesses that the prosecution is going to call forward. So they can't prepare anything. Which is BS. And so is this a fair trial even, you know, starting? Is it going into it?
0: It was completely rigged, mm-hmm. just like the Miss Sarah Rose American Teen yeah. princess haven't. <laughs> yes. You're going to be rigged to die. Yeah.
1: And then, yes, Ross's letter.
0: So Ross wrote a statement um, just basically saying that he is trying to stay positive, and he thinks it's important to be positive. He's up against an adversary, a difficult adversary, and that it would be easy to think it's hopeless, but it's not hopeless. And he said, I'll never give up hope. Of being free again. So, yeah. that was very positive, because at this point I've been like, whose bitch am I going to be in prison? <laughs> like, you know, which clan well, am I going to be? in? i going to
1: win this beauty pageant.
0: <laughs> I've seen a couple of seasons of Orange is the New Black. Like, I know how these things work. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I have no, no. idea. But uh, he, he was very positive, and... Mm-hmm. Um, then we get to well, and
1: they had filed for an extension and everything. To there was reviewed new evidence, evidence. yeah. yeah. Um, so he, once they got that extension and reviewed the evidence, they were very positive about going into trial.
0: Yeah. So then we get to, I guess, the trial. The trial. Yeah. And someone was surprised they that this was taken to trial. I maybe it was Greenberg, the the writer from Wired. He was surprised that. Ross went to trial instead of taking a plea deal. Ross basically says, or their statement was that he was, he did create the Silk Road, but he was framed by whoever was impersonating right. the Dread Pirate Roberts at mm-hmm. the time.
1: So that was his defense strategy, was to admit to creating it. But like we said earlier, there were multiple people working as De- Dread Pirate Roberts.
0: Right. And and Greenberg says that this corroborates with his interview. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean in my mind I'm like it's so it's like Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook, but then if someone else was like running something on Facebook,
1: yeah
0: to mm-hmm. sell drugs or prostitutes whatever. or and this isn't even whatever what they wanted to use as their defense
2: because they really wanted to speak to the fact that the government was basically screwing them over
0: and not following their own rules yeah but they couldn't they took this like, allowed just... yeah unexpected turn is basically they're ba- they're like it's a twist like we didn't see this coming like, no one thought mm-hmm. that this would they would do it this way um
1: and they had evidence that many people working were working as pirate robots and yeah. then but then the judge like
0: kept siding with the prosecution is a bitch you know?
1: and yeah strikes down all of the defense witnesses
0: josh dreidel dreidel the lawyer yeah. i just said his entire defense was fucked
1: yeah it was.
0: The trial was over the next day. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he is found guilty.
0: Of seven counts. Mm-hmm. And the defense planned an appeal. Dreidel said it was not a fair trial.
1: No.
0: Um, evidence was excluded. That could have shown Ross's innocence.
1: And, the, yeah, like, they weren't allowed to bring up the fact that, you know, the server was probably warrantless.
0: It was hacked. Yeah, hacked.
1: Mm-hmm. Um... They weren't allowed to interview the FBI agents who were undercover. Like, it was just...
2: The whole witness thing. They weren't
0: made aware of those. Yeah. It 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 was was
1: just just bullshit.
0: And Greenberg, though, he says he's unable to conclude. He... I guess... He's
1: unable to conclude, but he's also the producer of this documentary. So, (sighs) guess what? What's a twist? I think he's on the side (laughs) of Ross. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, come why on. would you go to
0: the links to make this yeah. damn documentary? So then I, I have, like, this is kind of like the epilogue for my notes, because I, again, I was paring my notes down. Yeah, you did, you did swell. We're at right an hour and 39 fucking minutes. Swell job.
1: <laughs> I'm going to cut a lot of my ramblings. I apologize. I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'll leave yours. Yours were to point for once.
0: So, March March 5th, 2015 a criminal complaint was filed against two former federal oh, agents yes. who led the Silk Road Task Force in Baltimore. They mm-hmm. allegedly stole over a million fucking dollars in Bitcoin, in Bitcoin. Yep. from the Silk Road and transferred to their personal oh, account.
1: I am so shocked. This is my shocked face.
0: And the government didn't allow Ulbricht's defense to address this during the trial.
1: Exactly.
0: Then we find out, May 29th, 2015, Ross is sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole. <sighs> I said, that was a way harsh tie.
1: <laughs> yep. And we find out that American law enforcement, a.k.a. the FBI, hacked the damn foreign servers to Iceland to get the Silk Road servers. And nobody gives a shit.
2: Because when they do it, it's fine. Damn. And
1: then I wrote, I need alcohol. I need all the alcohol. Just mix it together in a blender. I yeah. She actually not drinking during that. this. I How she did you not drink that drink during those?
0: Uh, because I felt like it was very technical <sighs> compared to the other shit we watched.
3: Oh,
0: uh, then we learned that Ross had wanted to start a family in the next five years. No, again, and I make friends so and good connections. Uh, Twenty years, he wanna have. He wanted to have had a positive impact on people, um, and I think these questions were asked of him by Renee. And I said, this is the ultimate romance. I, they could be a couple, exclamation point. I ship it. I'm shipping every couple I can find in these. (laughs) I have to find some glimmer of hope in these things that we watch.
1: (laughs) It was curious. I'm like, were they together?
0: They should have been together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's sad. And again, like, I guess some of you will see this as like a giant drug kingpin he was an admin on a site that sold drugs. Mm-hmm. Is that a life sentence worth? A life sentence. When murderers get out in 10 years. Mm-hmm. It infuriates me, Charles.
0: I don't doubt that. No, I mean, it just I'm...
1: infuriates me.
0: I feel like he's just used kind of as a scapegoat.
1: Exactly.
0: So I asked myself, Charles, where is where is Ross now? And I looked it up. Um, there is a petition for clemency that had 55,000 signatures. Wikipedia says that he was worth 28.5 million dollars at the time of his seizure, or his arrest, whenever he was snatched up by the police. This was also on here when Ross was arrested. Two, the two FBI, two F- the FBI agents pretended to be quarreling lovers in the library. When they had sufficiently distracted Ross, a third FBI agent grabbed Ross's laptop and handed it to the agent Thomas Kiernan, who inserted a flash drive in the USB port with software that copied key files. I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. Like they, yeah. it was like a sting to catch him. Yeah, but yeah, I um,
1: Tarbell, you're a douchebag.
0: Right? yeah, this was the end of it. So um, oh. Ross is in prison, and his parents are. Clearly still trying to get signatures to get him out of there. Um, but I feel like his petitions for like a retrial or... that just an appeal? Appeal. appeal. <laughs> Damn it, appeal. Like what? A banana peel. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
1: You only get so many.
0: Oh, really? I think you going forever. No. No.
1: You only get so many. I know
0: nothing about the judicial system. I think judi- judi- if you are on... Judicial system.
1: I think if you're on death row, you get more, or maybe unlimited, but for the rest of us, you only get so many.
0: So, if you guys have watched this... You well, should watch it. You should watch it, yeah. it's. it's
1: I don't it's, say that often with our documentaries, but so you should this watch is, it.
0: I feel like we keep, well, not keep getting, like, we bounce back and forth between well-produced <laughs> uh, documentaries and really shitty ones. But this one was it was well produced and it was very um, thought provoking. Yeah. Um,
1: Watch it with an open mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. There, I mean, there was nothing really supernatural or mysterious about it. I mean, I guess it's still a mystery if who
1: conspiratorial,
0: right? Correct. Who's really the dread pirate romance?
1: Who's really the victim here?
0: Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Um, oh, I know. Ross ross oh, He's okay. um ryan did you have any closing thoughts since you've been our beautiful guest this well, thank you in your beautiful purple shirt
1: it's a power shirt it's a
0: power shirt i love purple I, it's a good color it's, it's a fall color color of royalty
2: yeah you know it was funny well it, it, when we watched it celesta was very frustrated and needed all the alcohol and she was kind of flabbergasted that i didn't have the same response because we think very similarly but it's the fact that Not that I've accepted this as reality, and it it definitely bothers me. But I, nothing surprises me anymore with this. And I knew a little bit about this, but I didn't know what had happened with this trial. But I knew from the first minute that he was going to be guilty. Yeah, it's so.
1: Yeah, yeah. stuff like this bothers me so much that I can't sleep, which is why I've had to step back from politics. So oh. after this documentary, I had to load up on the melatonin and go to sleep because otherwise I would.
0: Have some more wine, honey. Oh,
1: <laughs> I've had plenty of wine. <laughs> thank you for recommending this documentary. Charles.
0: We obviously had a lot to bite into in this one. I did not lose any sleep about this. Personally. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening with us tonight today whatever time you're watching we're recording it's nighttime listening and listening thank you for listening (laughs) and downloading um also speaking of downloading if you are listening to this write a fucking review (laughs) please Like, here's your uterus released <laughs> to you, or this man can start producing semen at this a Like, I don't.